0: So again, I just wanted to say it's a great pleasure for me to be here with you. As I made mention of earlier, I'm from Manhattan, Kansas. And, and yesterday I was, I was driving here on my way out of town. It was a beautiful day, as you know. And so I was driving past the city park. And, and as I was driving past the city park, there was a man there with a metal detector. And I was intrigued. I'm always intrigued when I see people... With metal detectors and he was very diligently and and just cautiously and patiently working his way with this metal detector kind of around the base of a tree and i was wondering you know what's he looking for i wonder what he's what he's searching for i, I don't know i've never in my lifetime been very diligent i've never been very patient um and yet i'm continually searching right i'm, I'm always searching for things just not diligently not patiently uh, and, and I was thinking about that as I was driving here. And honestly, the, the great blessing of my life is that even though I'm not uh, diligent, I'm not patient, that, that the Lord has allowed me to discover something that, that's incredible. I have been so blessed to be able to, in my lifetime, I've been able to discover the Catholic faith. It's the greatest gift, the greatest thing That I have I've ever discovered, Uh, and and I'm so blessed. I was I was thinking about I was even a time even there was a time in my 20s that I was I was dating this girl who was far 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 better than me. Like she was so out of my class that all of the conventional wisdom would have said, "Um, "Hey fool, marry that girl because you're not going to do any better than that." And uh, and 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 yet I did. And it was a time in my life in which I was kind of coming back to my Catholic faith. It was a time in which I was researching the Catholic faith. I was trying to figure out exactly what it was that the Catholic church was all about. And it was a time in my life where I, I tell people that in the two years that I, I dated this girl, she was incredible, the two years that I dated this girl, that I fell even more in love with the Catholic faith than I did with her. And what did that mean? For Well, for me, it meant that I was going to spend the rest of my life as a priest, and I was going to be proclaiming this message of the Catholic Church to all the nations, shouting it from the rooftop, if you will. In fact, that's why, that's why I'm here today in Clyde, Kansas, because starting tonight at 5.30 and then tomorrow night and, and Tuesday night at 5.30, all three nights, I will be giving what's known as a Lenten Parish Mission. And I'm going to be talking about this, why I've discovered or how I discovered and, and what I believe about the glory of the Catholic Church. If you, by the way, you're very blessed because last night, um, last night I started my homily in a, a far different way. In fact, last night I started my homily by going like on for like three and a half, four minutes about a time when I was in the fifth, sixth and seventh grade. And um, all I was uh, you know, trying to do in those years was be cool. I was just trying to be cool. And I had a a perm, so my hair was like artificially curled. And um, so I was cool, obviously. It was the 80s. And if you have a perm in the 80s, you are cool. But I spent like three and a half, four minutes just telling people about this story of a time when uh, I had a little girlfriend who was a seventh grader. also a little weird that I'm appraised now telling you my second girlfriend story. It's a little bit messed up. But anyway, uh, so uh, short, short story. But I had this this girl and, and she, a girlfriend, again, out of my class, but she, uh, she wanted me to buy this certain pair of jeans. Levi's shrink to fit 501 jeans. And she'd be like, hey, you need to have those 501s. And, uh, you know, and, and then eventually I bought them and, and, uh, and then she broke up with me. All right. So you're you're blessed that I didn't start with that story, but I started with the other story, just about this idea of the Catholic faith being the greatest discovery of my life. I I, I guess part of the reason that I wanted to to speak of that is just because I know that for a lot of people they don't see the Catholic Church so much as that, that blessing, that great discovery. And so part of why I'm here is, is just to express why I see it as I do. Now today, my friends, these Gospels, these, these Scriptures, they talk to us about something. And a lot of times when people say, well, why is it that, that the whole world doesn't know? Why is it that the whole world doesn't know of the glory of the Catholic Church? Well, I think, I think today's Gospel speaks into that a touch. Because many times we're prevented from seeing it. For something, I'm going to use a fancy word here, the threefold concupiscence. Sometimes the threefold concupiscence prevents us from seeing the glory that is the Catholic Church. The glory that is the church that brings us to the fullness of a realization of the love that God has for us. The fullness of relationship with our God who created us and who desires to draw us back into union with Him. Sometimes the threefold concupiscence, again, sorry, I apologize for the big word prevents us from seeing things clearly. What is the threefold concupiscence? Maybe a better way to say it would be the three great temptations of the world. The three great temptations that humans face. And we see it in the temptations that Satan is putting before Jesus today in the gospel. They they can be labeled as such. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What are we talking about there? Lust of the flesh. This just has to do with our bodily desires, whether it's food or sometimes, obviously, we would think of sexual desires. The the bodily desires, food, drink, whatever it might be, this can turn into a lust to where we have this excessive desire for and chasing after the pleasures of the body. That can prevent us from knowing the love that God has for us. We get too wrapped up in those things. We lose sight of the God who desires to embrace us and desires for us to receive his embrace. Secondarily, lust of the eyes is simply this idea of always looking out to see what everybody else has. A jealousy, an envy, a greed. Always wanting something more. If only I had that. You know, as a middle school kid with a perm, if only I had that perfect pair of jeans then everything would be wonderful. Everything wasn't wonderful. She broke my heart. Gosh darn it. Lust of the eyes. We have to be careful of that. If we're always wanting something else, then we can't see what we actually have. We can't pay attention to the blessings that God has already given us. Those two, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, they can prevent us from understanding the glory that is a relationship with God and his church. And number three, pride of life. What do we have there? Well, it's obviously this temptation to say, everybody look at me. Everybody worship me. Now, mostly this comes out of the fact that we just don't feel sufficient. It comes because we have these desires to be loved, to be seen, that we start chasing and grasping for it. And it turns into this pride where we're quick to tell everybody else about how great we are and how we are the ones who should be loved. We are the ones who should be worshipped. And things start to get flipped around. These temptations are very real. And if we don't deal with these temptations, then we're going to struggle to see the church for what it is. We're going to struggle to see our God for who He is. And so what do we do? Where do we go from here? Well, I'll close, I'll close with this. This mission that I'm putting on these next three days, we're going to go into great detail about this, but it's entitled, What's your passion? What's your your passion? Because God's placed certain passions within your heart. Certain desires within your heart. And, And I want you to be passionate about things, but the more important thing is, how do those passions then feed into a deeper passion, which is to know, to love, and to serve our God and His people on earth? And how does it all fall together? You know, I meet so many people, so many people who are struggling all the time, by these temptations in life, the threefold concupiscence, and they feel as though they can't have an encounter with God, they can't can't learn to receive God's love because, well darn it, these things are just too hard to escape, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, power, pleasure, possessions, however you want to describe them, it's just too much. What do I do? How do I, how do I go about fulfilling my passions so as to lead me into being passionate about the church and about a relationship with Jesus? Well, I tell them to run forward and stop looking backwards. Run forward and stop looking backwards. See what it is that you're running for. If these three temptations, these three <coughs> sins, if you will, continue to hold you back, just start running to that which you're passionate about. It's as if there are these dogs chasing you or something. And you you wouldn't run looking backwards all of the time, looking around, watching them nip at your heel. You'd just go. You'd go. And that's what I want you to do. That's what we're going to be talking about later tonight. We're so blessed to have a God that invites us into relationship with Him, desires relationship with Him. And if we find that, all the other searchings on earth will simply fade away because we have found that which is paramount, most beautiful most necessary, and most important. We will know that our lives matter. We will know that we are seen. We will know that we are loved. And in that knowledge, then we can walk through this Lent. We can walk through this lifetime being embraced and embracing the one who cares so very deeply for us. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.